Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we have a special episode for you. It's our second annual Fantasy Corn League results show. So we'll go through our teams and who won, who lost, and some of the varieties that we had in the trial this year. So joining me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilties <coughs> out there. Special guest Doug Hintz. Hello. And our commissioner for the Fantasy Corn League, Derek Potratz. Commissioner, boo. Hey, guys. Hey. All right. <clears throat> so just to remind you, what is the Fantasy Corn League? The participants or owners, managers, whatever you want to call us, of individual teams. Uh, we engaged in competitive plots, accruing fantasy points based on the yield of our corn varieties. Teams were drafted before the growing season, and winners or losers were decided at harvest, which happened just last week, of the fantasy corn plot. The rules were pretty simple. Each team manager studied up on their corn varieties, drafted from a pick list that we had set up. Uh, We did it kind of earlier this year because we... It was later this year, technically. Well, like earlier in the year is what yes. I meant. Not, yeah, not earlier than pat- yes. last year. Um, earlier this calendar year uh, instead of in the fall, just so we would know what varieties we would have to hopefully minimize the number of swap-outs that we had because we had two varieties this year that got switched out even after we waited all that time. Um, but it was better than last year, which I think we had like four or five different ones we couldn't get. <clears throat> uh, so that was the reason behind that. Each team had six varieties, any day length. So this year we didn't stick to picking certain ones in certain groups. Between ninety and hundred day, that was our yep, yep. That was our sweet spot. Uh, one bushel equals one point, so the team with the most bushels or points will win. Uh, the winner will get the fantasy corn league trophy, and the loser will buy lunch for all of us, as long as we stay healthy. Doug, I'm looking yeah. at you. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I still owe Doug lunch. Yeah, from Doug last mi- year. missed out on last year. COVID from the Big C. <laughs> so, Todd, I see you've kept poor the, the uh, uh, care of the trophy. You, you let your dog eat that? Or no, what? You, this looks, trophy. There's kernels missing. It's, it's like the Stanley like the paint, Cup. You the bring it with is, you to bring, like this goes to parties. Unfortunately, you can't drink out of it, which would be cool. <laughs> but challenge, no, challenge thing, accepted. This year's this winner thing, has to <laughs> turn into like, a bong somehow. <laughs> No, like this thing's it's going to lose. What is going to happen though? Whatever, because all of our teams in front of us. So, the, the winning cob gets on top of this bad boy. So there'll be uh, a, there'll be a new one made. Okay. This is like so the, we don't have to keep your crappy no, old cob. No, the, this is the, the corn barty trophy does not get passed around. The corn barty trophy. We should actually put the worst variety on top of the corn Ooh, barty. Ooh, that's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, hold it. Matt's holding up his double cob. Nubbin. Yep, the little nubbin sure. that was part of the double cob of one of my varieties. So, so you're <coughs> keeping that specific this trophy one to stay and we're making a new one? Yes. Okay. I do not mm. have the 3D base printed yet, so I am not saying uh, when you will receive Woof. your Corn Barty trophy. However, it will uh, It'll be eight like to ten weeks. Planting yes. season next year. Plus shipping yeah. and handling. Yeah, we actually have to pay for our own trophy. It's <laughs> probably around the Christmas crap. party. It's going on. Ooh, I like that idea. Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little, we can have a little presentation ceremony at the company Christmas party. <laughs> to the listeners well, I said out it goes there. through with all the parties. So I'm yeah, Todd, I think here's what we got to do. is 
will the winner will pick their cob, give it to you. And at the Christmas party, you have to wear like the white gloves, like they Ooh, do, and they carry and the carries it out. Lombardi trophy, bring it out at the Christmas party. Like, all right, here. The, the real joke here is that our Christmas party is in March, usually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it might be the same time as the draft next year. You never know. <laughs> that should be our Christmas party. Make everybody come and watch us draft. <laughs> yeah, we're having a draft party our, and a Christmas party, our, all in one. Our wives would love that. Yes. Oh, That's they, like they would. Christmas party this year. Nope. All right. So, without further ado... So, here's how it's going to run down. Derek's going to do the results. Wow, Todd just had to jump in on Derek's no, like, no, he's, moment here. I just want to tell This him. is the commissioner. Hey, are you the commissioner <laughs> of the league? No. I'll let Derek decide. Yes, let, I like let, that. Let Derek explain like what he's it. about to do. Well, first, let me just, just thank all the, the seed dealers that got a seed this year. Um, as always, yeah, round of applause. Um, you know, this year we kind of changed things up and gave them kind of free will to give us any variety they wanted to to be put into our, our we freed them from our previous enslavement yeah, that we, we had them in of like right. <laughs> I they had no variety. free will before yeah. we now came in like, the picture okay yeah. here's the ones I can actually get so anyway we had this draft pool this year and, and, and I think it worked pretty well in most cases we <clears throat> we got the varieties that we needed so um, so what we're going to do here is I'm going to go uh, place five to place one and, and see who won t- today. So How's everybody feel about their team? So everybody's team's in front of them. We got two cobs from each, uh, you know, basically each variety. You got two cobs. And uh, Jake picked all the cobs. So you can kind of see, and he picked like... Unbiased third party. It was definitely unbiased. He, he went through and he had like a sure. section. He didn't grab the biggest cob or the smallest cob within about a, like a six cob section and they went to another six cob section and it was not the harvest row. I just so want to find sure out if, I, didn't if I have to buy anybody lunch. Didn't take your row. Good job, Jake. Yeah. So, so it, it would have been really awkward had he grabbed the harvest row. Sure. No, looking at everybody's tea, I, like Max has a good shot and Bill has a good shot. I really think they got some... I it's, just it's don't like want to Bill's going to win most improved players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah t- <laughs> Bill, Bill can't get any worse. The, one of the most demoralizing awards in sports. It'd be how do you get most approved player? You really sucked last year. <laughs> he literally can't get any worse. It's not possible. Are we doing a or keeper league next last, year where yeah. you got to keep some the of your varieties? Like, Ooh. yeah. Even if you finish no, last, I feel like the total bushes no. will probably be higher. Yeah, Derek. What was our total like? To- like plot average last year compared to this year? Yeah, um, last year we were at two twenty one point seven, and this year we're at two twenty six point nine. So I think it was a pretty pretty good year across the board, actually. Five bushel more. Just about. All right, so let's start things off here. In fifth place was Matt. In fourth place was Bill. Yes. Okay. With an average yield of. 223.6. 223.6. Let's go. Bushel apart. In third place was oh, Doug oh. with an average yield of 228.8. Who's Todd going to retain? Ooh, this is it, Max. Second what place think, Max? was second. Todd. Oh, Todd has been dethroned this year. He had an average yield of 229.2. And in first place, was Max nice. with an nice. average yield of 230.2. Wow. Let's go, baby. One bushel, Max. One, One bushel. bushel. Hey, I think last year I only lost by half. So, you know, top, so. 
Yeah, teams top to bottom ranged a hair more than last year, actually. Um, Nothing but below again, the top though. the top two ver- the top two teams only only varied Doug, by Doug one. Doug was only one bushel below that too. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's the a last tight place guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we'll move on to just individual results by variety. Um, so the top placing variety was from Max's team. It was Dairyland. Thirty-five fifty. That's two years in a row. Top that, top variety. That variety yielded two forty-four point nine average. It, oh. it that looked good in the field. The it second place good. overall variety was Dairyland thirty-seven fifteen. That was from variety. Doug's team. Good nice pick, well, Doug. Doug. Yielded two thirty point thirty thirty-seven point two. Um, third place was DeKalb fifty. So when you were making fun of Max. So when you were making fun of. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth place was a Bex 47.97 from Todd's team. Fifth place was a Bervant 99A24. Okay. A lot of Doug's team showing up on the top here. Doug, you got to have a stinker in there. Yeah. yeah. You got to have a bad one. Um, sixth place was Bex 50.77 from Todd's team. Seventh place was rank 615. That was actually Doug's replacement. Yeah. That ain't a bad replacement then. No. Never Top guarded. 10. Eighth place was DeKalb, 47, 55. Yeah. Ninth place was rank 579 from Todd's team. Tenth place was LG, 49, C62. Eleventh place was LG, 47, C77 from Max's team. Twelfth place was Crapland, 34, 90. From Todd's team, and thirteenth place was Dairyland thirty-seven twenty-seven from Max's team. So awesome! We're so what we're gonna do here? Because last year we babbled on where we could we couldn't get our hands on the actual you know research and at least look at it before we spoke. So we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back on right right before you know it, and we'll talk through all these varieties. All right, time for the pause. So if you're really confused, because Todd made it sound like there's going to be a big pause. We're back. We're here. Real time. For you, you, there was nothing. But for us, we took a little time here to kind of look at everything and digest the data. We had a parade for the champion. That was good. No, we didn't. <laughs> Are you going yes. to get the fire? In my head, we did. You're going to get the fire trucks out, Max? And like, I mean, I we did know. dump the Gatorade. O- overall, we, we looked at it and we're like, wow, nothing under 200 bushel. The lowest was a 209. Last year we had some at least one nineties, probably some one eighties. So I mean, no, the, the asterisk with this always has to be like none of these were super bad corn. Like if your worst is bushel on your farm is two hundred nine, you're probably doing okay. Yeah, yes. last year our lowest was one ninety six. We had one ninety nine and one ninety six, and everything else over two hundred last year. You guys need to stop being so good at picking varieties. I think that's uh... there is something to say about this is that when you're picking these varieties, that Derek's got it by round here to see like which rounds we do better, and we did the best in the third round this year. So followed by the sixth. Yes, but <laughs> so think about that. So the ones we really bit, like, wanted, 
Right. <laughs> Aren't it's, always the ones that... You know, and, like, think of a real football draft. Like, your first-rounders usually are pretty good, but not, a, like, a but lot you, of them are busts, too. The way I think so, about picking corn varieties, what I would call, like, your third-round picks are probably your consistent... Do right. it over you're and right. over again, where your first round picks here, we're swinging for the fences. Right, for you're the most picking part. I mean, like a yeah, you're, you're picking a guy that your QB that's going to hold not all your team. I, that's a good. Point, I think thirty five fifty is shown now over two years. It, it can hang pretty good. Um, pretty but, good. Well, I'm just saying it. It doesn't seem to fall to the back of the pack like ever. Well, and that was what was interesting was when we looked at the genetics of that, and it had a genetic partner in this draft that. It was a 14 bushel different. Right. That is wild, too, to think about. Of like, It has ones that is very genetically similar to the cobs look the same. In the field, it looks similar, but it just, when the combine went through, it, it just wasn't for some reason. So that's always a weird mystery, uh, you know, and when you get to plots, too, is how good it looks in the field versus you, when you get them in here. And what, what is neat is that 3550 max, like when Jake and I saw in the field, we were like, this is going to win. Like, it looked like it's going to win. Just do the you, look of it, the amount of cobs, I have, like, a plus on my notes you, for that one. Do you feel like that one is somewhat ugly in the feet? Like, the plant is ugly, but then the cobs are always impressive? Because sometimes I, it bugs me how short it is. That's the only thing that bugs me it, about it, it. It looked good in this ground. I, literally, my notes are impressive. Girthy ear, I'd take a field of it. Yep. Just one? Apparently couple. all of them. Most ears were hanging on it, which also was weird. Like, literally all of them were hanging but one ear. So it was yep. like, which this year that seemed to help. So obviously it dried down better, you know, for, for any ear diseases, things like that. Like, that was good. So, yes. But in perspective, Max, if it's short, so what? All right, it's great. If we're going for green, that's not a bad thing. I mean, thing. this isn't know, a salad. There, there's plot. something to being pretty... That, yeah, when it's nice and tall, like right when, when you, you can like it. when you have to reach up to grab a cob, you're like whoa. The other thing is sometimes you there's varieties out there where you reach up to grab a cob and it's a twelve by right. twenty eight, and you're like, well, that was cool that I had to reach for it, but it's sucks. so there. I mean, looks aren't everything. Yeah, that's my biggest complaint with it. I guess well, I, well, I can live with that. There was two on here that were extremely high cob placement. That was thirty three sixty six for Dairyland and Dairyland thirty seven fifteen. Both were yeah. like you were like reaching thirty-seven fifteens above, yeah. Yeah. almost always like that, right? And it was like thirty-seven fifteens a dual purpose, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. I mean, it had like yeah, I mean, it just I, in their book they have it as a dual yeah. purpose. No, and it makes sense because the higher cobs for sure. Derek, for if you want to run down by so by round last year we so kind of saw that two that are. In 2021, it was. It, I think when we first did this, we thought for sure like the first round, you know, it'd go first would be our best, then kind of get, you know, worse as you go. And we found it out kind of in both years that it, it, it wasn't always like that. And I think Max is right. It's kind of how you pick, and you got to watch that on your farm that you're not always swinging for the fences on everything, that you're being realistic on some of those picks. Yeah. So this last year the. The best yielding round, if you want to put it that way, was the third round. Um, the second best yielding round was the sixth round. So the last, the last round of picks happened to be the best, the best yielding varieties this year. Um, the first round picks were right in the middle, kind of at uh, in third place, and second was right behind that. Um, 
so yeah, kind of interesting the way that all shook out this year. Um, I think I think uh, that Max is probably onto something with you know the steady Eddies being drafted, um, kind of middle middle rounds at the, in the third round there, um, in the sixth round maybe you're just picking a new variety that that's just coming out that you don't know much about and and they happen to perform really well this year so maybe that that could have had something to do with it. So our our sixth round was do we want to go through that quick what those were? Yeah, here those was rank five sixty one was for Bill. Matt had uh, Dairyland forty eighteen. Doug had uh, Bravant ninety nine A twenty four. I had LG forty seven C seventy seven, and Todd had Cropland thirty four ninety VT two. When you look at plot data, they were all kind of in the middle of the plot. No so stinkers in that right. Round. So as a as a group, they were all the middle. So none of them sort of were like awesome, awesome, but none of them totally trashed on either. So Wrong. like. Like, like so, what was the worst round? Round four, four, four and five. Four or, and five, yeah. yeah. Four's got four has got two last place picks in it. Team last place on their team picks. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, my fourth and fifth are my worst on my team, and they're both toward the bottom. Yep. It's weird to think that way of like when you're picking varieties in a farm. Say a typical farm, you're what picking three. Four varieties, so like that order of picking probably kind of matters. Of okay, we're gonna do one awesome one and then kind of work your way back. But yeah, I don't know how you prevent picking a dog. I I would say looking at the winner again, it's because you didn't have any like at the bottom max. Like you didn't. The bottom ones really do kill you in in this league. Your top helps my a lot, obviously. My lowest is twenty six. Like Doug got hurt because he. Because of the bottom variety, like her, you know, like it just, he would have beat me without that variety, that's for sure, and probably been the top. So that's wild, too, that it's like your bottom ones tend to bring you down. Obviously, your top ones help, too. But my strategy's always been, like, hang in the middle, and that seemed to work for me this year. Again, I don't have any in the bottom five, but, but yeah, that's... You mean I no, just the bottom six. The bottom six, right. I just think I got some bad seed. <laughs> I don't know that 593 like it won the plot up the road you're right that was in the UW like in the plot. UW trials yep. just up the road it uh I had it on farm this year it looked great I don't know what happened here that is a and that was my second round pick conspiracy no no that's a great point of like why you look at multiple year data yeah, yeah. multiple multiple plots you know like this isn't just hey this thing you know it did really well one time here it's good yeah it did, it did have, in, our, in my plot notes about it, Cobbs looked great, but it did have kind of an average to poor emergence, kind of inconsistent that way. So yeah. it, it just got, in general, we had good emergence out there, but there was a couple varieties that I do have kind of uneven or inconsistent poor emergence. So like you say, yeah. Doug, you just got creamed by no, emergence. Well, no, and it's funny, you guys were like, <laughs> round three was just like, that's our steady eddies. I went just off the board tech really with Dairyland 3900. I was just throwing a yeah. dart. Which would have did well for you. If you yeah. You'd have freaking smoked the pot if you had <laughs> And that. same, same with six round. I was just like, well, I think this will be a good one by Bravant, the 99 day. I did a little bit of research on it. It sounded really good in the book. So I just was like, ah, let's go for it. And those two did do that Bravant 99 day. That one, great cobs, and a lot of the, like, it tried really hard for a second cob, 
But what was cool about it is it like gave up on the second cob in time. Like, but yeah. there was a you could feel a second cob on every plant, but it didn't. It kind of you know it was definitely shriveled up enough that it didn't hurt you any. Yeah. Well, that was the crazy thing we were talking about too. Is Doug had four varieties in the top ten. That's why, like four. Right. The next closest Max who won had two. I had one. Todd, you had three. And Bill, you had none. None. So Bill, for being in the middle of the pack, yours, your varieties kind of were the same, too. They weren't <laughs> top. They weren't the bottom, necessarily, but they were right in the middle. To circle back on, <clears throat> sorry, circle back on Doug's um, rank 593, <laughs> that, that did happen to be one of the, one of the worst um, emerging varieties. It had one of the worst stand counts in the, in the trial, so that could explain some of that, some of that lower yielding. Corn. Injuries, yeah. man. Injuries. Yeah. So it probably just loves like times. high stand counts. Soft tissue injuries. It doesn't yeah. come down to, to planting date of this variety compared to up the I, road. I didn't I didn't plan on flexing corn. <laughs> Todd, you were out there. Did anything look like disease hammered at all? Remember how when we went out last year and it was just like you could just see tire spot just train wreck varieties? And I started taking disease notes like okay disease okay disease okay and like after a while I realized like almost all of all them were okay. literally was just writing okay disease so honestly it 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 didn't train wreck anybody tar spot this year and I think we're seeing that out in the field that um, is tar spot there yeah did it did it hurt us kind of but like I said this year probably part of the reason you don't see one down in the 190s and the lowest is. 209 and it wasn't even because of tar spot um yeah it just it really seemed like pretty good disease package some of what was out is like had a lot of leaf drop compared to their neighbor like you'd get to variety and um some had a lot of like rolling with the tops down so like you see a lot of corn out there now where all the tops above the ear are broke off and like oh yeah that's just the wind well it was extremely varietal you could tell in this plot like there was some were just you know, all four rows had the tops down. Um, one would be rank 429. That was rolling with the tops down. There was a couple other ones where you just, you'd get to it and they'd all slap you in the face. And then even ones were just like a lot of leaf drop. So Dairyland 3193, that one just looked like it, like literally the whole, I mean, the cob was there yet, but like everything else, like all the leaves were on the ground, the tops were down. Like it was just wild to see that one of, of how it looked in the field, but yet it yielded pretty well. I mean, it wasn't awesome, but it was okay. And that's wild that it could yield a 220, and the way it looked in the field, it it, it looked like it got roughed up. Sure. So it wasn't necessarily disease, but, yeah, I would just say what, what you said, Matt, is like what, one of the one that was crazy is um, 4018, so the old school Dairyland 4018, like the ancient one. That one I wrote, good disease, and it looked like it was like how like – how is this grandpa? You know, like that one's right. like ancient, <laughs> and yet it was one of our best looking for disease. So that well, kind of yeah. showed you what it was like I, out there. I, I have a theory for that, Todd. We're get, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think we're getting so offensive. Some of these older varieties actually have a little bit better, like right. just defensive it, traits. I mean, fifty-one twenty-five, same thing. Yep, that's an old one. Old. Yep, and. It, they like I said, th- in a way that was we didn't no fungicide on the plot right, Derek. So these are flying. You know, it's not 
it's not like they had that to help certain varieties or anything like that. Like if we were going to get tar spot and it was going to train wreck you, it, it would have got you. I'm surprised. Max is more quiet than I thought. You I thought he'd on. just be like trash talking. Just thinking about what I'm going to do when I go to Disneyland. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a new Ride leader on top of the test weight. Oh, yeah. Who's the test weight winner? 3366 is not the beast anymore. 485. So Bill won the test weight battle. Top variety there. Is that cob like a brick like it was last year? Yeah, pick her up, Bill. It's... I gotta find it. <laughs> so here's the the 9874. That's pretty. Holy smokes! That's yeah, that a, NK is dense. dense. Doesn't not like what we had last. Not year. Last. that one's the number two that I just handed you. Yeah. Not like last year where you could like <laughs> like it, it was, was like flint corn. Yeah. It's just rock hard. Like it, it was is. like a brick, dude. That thing was. Uh, yeah. There's some give to it. There's yeah. Two. No, this one, this NK variety is actually probably closer. So. Year two now, how much, how much smarter are we about corn varieties now? We've done this for two years. You guys got a better strategy for next year now? Just do whatever it takes to not pick a bottom five variety? Yes. Except for then there's still going to be a bottom five variety. <laughs> yeah. need to pick some better emergence ones I do think we can say two years in a row emergence hurt us well, yeah well yeah if you have more plants emerge you're gonna have better luck no duh but like in this plot specifically it really shows it doesn't up. that show in the field as soon as oh the plant will compensate and it does I mean you still are gonna get yeah. two something but you know you could have hit 240 maybe so yeah you're right I, I guess that isn't something I you watch for good emergence but it like what Doug said earlier, this is pretty good soil it's on. Like this isn't on yeah. tough emerging soil where you think well, of that as your number one problem. Like that, yeah. I'm with him. And like, what I don't are you even... talking about t- when you say tough emergence here? Does that mean everything else came up at 33 and that one came up at 32? Or everything else came up at 33 and that came up at 29? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, there was like a 3,000 plant difference. Okay. Well, now is the plot going to be moved again next year? Because that was the other thing. Yeah, we moved sites <clears throat> this year. Now we'll go back to yeah, the old so, site. So Matt's saying like it, it's on the old kind of old farm site that was like really good dirt, got manure a lot because it was closer to the farm, good mm-hmm. fertility, and then we'll be across the road next year. Down the road. Down the road. Yep. Which is still good soil, but it's not sort of the not. It's not the same. The type history of, of manure over the last. 50 years was not was different yeah and like matt's right is that's probably our yield different from last year to this year's just placement you know like that's probably what it was and we had a different planner too this year but that'll this, be the same for yeah. next year yeah new planner did well thing rock did did very well but yeah i mean i don't i don't look at this list and think oh nobody should plant any of these or you know, there's nothing nothing on this list that I would be shying away from by any means. One thing I would say about this is I do feel like is like literally planting an all-star team. Right. You know, right. these this is like if we got to pick our own. Like if you were in, which is kind of what fantasy football is, but having a 
16, say you had a 16 fantasy football league, like you'd all have just yeah. studs on your team. And I do feel like that way with this too is obviously when you get to pick like this where you're cherry picking from different companies, from different things, like at, you're going to have really good. At the end like, of the day, though, the don't studs. you get to pick studs? You do, right. I like agree. at the, like no, even when you pick for the farm, like you're not oh. very, very rarely yeah. are you getting stuck with something. Yeah. Well, maybe what this does come down to is how often do we get it where you pick a variety, especially last year where we knew there was just issues in general with last year and they don't have that variety anymore and they say, I got something that's just as good. Yeah. Doesn't this that's pretty much show that like no nope. no, yeah. you really like And that's what I'm looking at <clears throat> looking at mine. It's like the one that I thought it was gonna do the best is like yeah, this is the replacement for the old one and it was in the bottom third. Right. <laughs> you know, or the bottom quarter. Somebody lied to you. Right. It's like, no, it's not the good replacement. We want to have those. Right. It's, the same, it's the same argument as you and I have in the, the, the same variety in different bags. Right. Right. That, right. You hear that it's stuff like, and you're like, okay. And then you put them next to each other and you're like, well. Yeah, I don't know about, about that. Look how long they've been trying to replace 4310. Right. Yeah. The Cal 4310. You know, every year we hear the same thing. Dude, hey. It's gone. This one's going to take it over. Yeah. And you can't get it next year. You're not gonna, if you come asking for 4310, and it's in the book again. So, yeah. But I think it does show one thing I would say is as you're picking varieties out is, yeah, if they come back, oh, we're out of these three varieties out of your six, you probably want to go back to the drawing board, not just take whatever quote-unquote replacement is. You, yeah. you really want to try to – there's a reason you pick those, and, yeah, make sure but, you look at that again. But we want to – Pick the variety. So you got to pick new ones eventually, right? Yeah. Yes. Eventually, Max, eventually, they will 4310 will be gone. I'm not eventually. convinced. 53W went away. 53W was so a beast. You we got talking a, about that the other day. How, how, 53W? I've oh, okay. First of all, 85N. Yeah. Ooh, 85N. Oh, 2019. You know what I hear about? You know what one I hear about is, uh, is uh, 601. New Tech 601. That's a, that's a downsell. <laughs> that's a downsell. That's, that's, like that's a new, yeah. new, 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 tech. new tech 601 was around for like 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Sure. New tech 601. I think what this plot shows, though, is like the ones that are the steady eddies that you want to plan on the majority of your farm. And then you want to try some of the new stuff. Because, you know, you, yeah. like the variety I picked first is a new one. It didn't do very well. So had I put that on my whole farm, I would have been disappointed. But if I put it on one field and I get a feel for it... I, I would agree with you on that, Bill, a lot, is the more I do plots like this and plot work with Derek in general is you really do want to pick, like, a second and third year, fourth year round variety. Like, right. one that's been around a while so that you want, like, 50 to 70% of your farm. Then you want to pick probably one ancient one just because it's cheaper and probably one new one, you know, one or two new ones. But right. not... Not all new ones, because you're gonna get, you're gonna have maybe one of those hits, but you don't, you don't know, you haven't seen it. Like Max, you and I were talking about that, like this question of like, oh, did you see? Yeah. It? It's like if you haven't seen it, I really struggle pushing that variety or picking. You know, like I did it this year. Something when, about that. When we did our seed meetings this year, I made sure to note the ones that the seed dealer said was their favorite. And then when I the couple of planning sessions I had, I and we're looking at varieties and whatever, I say, okay, I haven't seen this one, but this was their favorite. And so far, the answer I've gotten from everybody is, I don't care what their favorite is. If you haven't seen it, I don't want it. 
that's been pretty a and not that we answer. can get our eyes on everything like that's right. what I'm saying it's just like you say to pick something right. you you want to kind of be like okay no I've had this one's done well for me first in the past. world experience, I, first like first hand experience not oh I looked at this plot from Iowa and it yeah. was really good you know think how silly that is we've been in meetings like that yes or this does get back to like even more so of like the availability thing. Oh, like oh my god! Like think of how many varieties we hear them talk about. Like, oh, this one. Oh, it's just so good. You know, these new traits. They say everything are ab- be awesome. yeah, right about how good it is, and then basically there's a little blip at the end. Not available this year. It's like oh, like that. And then next year we'll have 25 bags too. Yeah, so it's like we're two years out from actually having this one, but it looks really good. So well, and what's the, usually the reason? Production issues. Production, yeah. Which right. should tell you something about the variety, too. It's well, like, well, we couldn't get it to grow good enough to give us enough seed corn, so... Could mean something, yeah. But it's really Matt, good. Matt, you're officially too smart for your own good. There's a, <laughs> yeah. there's a red laser coming in through the window right now. <laughs> so just remember your, your third-round picks and uh, draft those first round next year. Okay. That's kind of the logic this year, I think. We do have to say thank you to Derek, though, for yeah. all the work. Yeah, thank, you, Derek. Planting, thank you, Derek. Combining, and this is a robust data set. He's got like 32 different charts and spreadsheets that we're looking at. So there's a lot of stuff and a lot of work that goes into this. Yeah, remember, it's replicated four times, too, which Derek was showing us some heat maps. And that's a big important part is to replicate plots because you're going to have some that just for no reason do better in certain spots and fields and not as well in others, but in general, it, w- it made sense. It's like I said, it just shows that why the university and that why they replicate because replication really does you know adds to the data set and make it make it truly robust. Yeah, no, it's been been interesting to see. We'll, it'll be interesting again next year to see where we sit. I mean, we went up five bushels on average. For the plot, our moisture was a little wetter this year than last year, but test weight was right in there too. I mean, within a <laughs> big surprise, it's wetter. A point, yeah, big surprise. So it'll yeah, be interesting to see as we keep doing this year to year. Excuse me, how how much of an increase or decrease, or if we see any kind of big factor changes over the course of the whole plot. But yeah, good. Thanks there it again. Is. Yeah, as Bill said, thank you, Derek, and. Appreciate it, and thanks to yeah. all the companies out there too. Look forward to do it next year. Um, it's always one of the best, you know, one of my favorite things to do come come this time of year is to get the data in the computer and start crunching numbers. So I did, I did get up this morning and like started driving, going, you know, to where I was going to go soil sampling, and then I remembered <gasps> today's the day, fantasy, fantasy plot day. Today I'm going to win. No, Max has been bugging Derek for the last, like, three weeks to basically... Like, and he didn't even harvest it, I feel like, yet. Well, basically, for sure, since after harvest. Like, just... Well, hey, just, why don't you just basically, the question was, is like, just tell me if there's a different winner this year. That's what Max said. <laughs> like, I don't even know who won. Just tell me if it's a different winner. Or, like... Because then I know just, I have a chance. Yeah. Like, just tell me to... Yeah. He just was, like... So you're saying there's a chance. Totally, like, egging on Derek every time I see those two are together. It was, you like, know, this... You know what is funny, though? Push. Like... When we looked at Derek and I went out and looked at this in probably right at Tassel, and I thought I was going to come in dead last. Looking at the court. Dude, yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm going to get smoked. Like, I didn't like anything. I didn't think anything looked that good. And then, well, yeah, apparently it was all right. I would say that's weird about plots, too. You look at them and you get, like, kind of attached to certain ones that 
look really good on the ground right away, all that. And then you know, when they come to heal, they're like, Ooh, okay. This you know what I actually good. thought looked really good when they looked at the plots? Bill? 94Z. Yeah. It did all right. It did good. No, I mean, again, we talk about, oh, you know, I did really bad. It only went 215. But that was my, like, this one's going to carry me, and it. It didn't it do came as well because well, any pretty farm pretty. you have it on right now is it looks like a stud. Mm-hmm. So. so there's your big takeaway. Can't always judge a plot by its looks. Sometimes you got to wait till the judge makes its determination. So that'll do it for our fantasy corn league results. Congratulations, Max. Thanks for being here. The rest of you guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So <clears throat> hopefully you learned a little bit from our plots this year again and we'll look forward to drafting again in the spring so thanks for listening and as always happy farming